Hi guys, so welcome to the conversation with Samuel or Luke Bemini. with Samyan Ubuveni district, margins across the 36 states of the Federation and the Federal Capital Territory have been discussing about the 1999 Constitution. They've been preferring recommendations, solutions, ideas for amendments, uh, saying, let us find a way to make this document work. Well, joining me this morning, on the second part of the conversation to discuss how we can make the itemized my constitution work or should we even uh, continue with that constitution as human rights lawyer columnist and um, a lot of people who have been following the Chure case for a very long time will remember him as the lawyer to really this barrister in the behalf good morning Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Uh, first question, straight to the point. The 1999 Constitution, will an amendment uh, be fitting, or do you think that document no longer serves the purpose they should serve, and we should look for a new document altogether? Thank you. The reality is that the National Assembly has made a series of attempts to alter or amend the 1999 Constitution. We have had several amendments in the past. Despite this, it does appear that every new leadership of the National Assembly sees conditional amendment as some sort of ritual that they have to devote uh, among us resources in furtherance of every deputy senate president who wants to say a conditional amendment committee. They go around the political zones in the name of consultation. People submit memos, memorandum, and at the end of the day, the fundamentals are not addressed. As I speak, the same ritual is going on again. There is no guarantee that the fundamentals will be addressed. Let, let's, let, let's talk about those fundamentals. What are the fundamentals that need uh, to be addressed for any constitutional document? To make it work. The constitution is supposed to be the grown norm of a country, as we lawyers call it, the France et Rigo. It's supposed to be the fundamental law, the supreme law, the basis upon which a country or a nation state is governed. In the case of Nigeria, the nineteen ninety nine constitution which by all intents and purposes, by spherical is a product of military dictatorship, was basically handed down where the created before of 1999. 
Now, this constitution has existed deeply divisive wounds and rhetoric and sentiment since 1999 to date. For example, people keep asking why they over concentration of powers at the center in the president and the federal government and lesser powers in what is supposed to be a federating unit, the federating unit which are states. Now the constitution pretends to be a federal constitution. The document pretends to establish a federal republic of Nigeria comprising of the central government which is known as the federal government and the states. But the, the claim of federation or federalism or federal constitution is itself a fraudulent claim. Because where did we copy it from? If you look at the other countries, for example, the U.S. where our constitution is supposedly modeled after, you will see what federalism looks like. The extent of uh, legislative, executive, and judicial independence that states have. In the U.S., indeed, states have constitutions. For example, Texas has its own constitution. California has its own constitution. And so on, every state, all the 50 states in the U.S., they have their own constitution apart from the United States Constitution. But in Nigeria, states can only pass laws. And those laws, of course, in a federal system, must be subservient to the laws made by the National Assembly based on the doctrine of governing the field. But the problem I am making is that you cannot claim that the National Constitution is a federal constitution, whereas by the provisions of that document, it is a centralized constitution. It is a centric constitution, a federalistic constitution that does not address the multi-ethnic, multi-religious, and heterogeneous nature of the Nigerian state. Now, the federal government is reposed with enormous powers over matters that should either be the concurrent list or left to exclu exclusively for the states. The exclusive list under the first schedule, and one of the second schedule to the Constitution, is overblotted. We have too many items there. Think about 67 or there above, whereas the concurrent list is only up to 20. And even those matters on the concurrent list, they are mutually shared between the federal and the state government. So there is a genuine need for the evolution of power, which some have characterized as destructive. But beyond that, this document is fundamentally faulty because it does not really address how Nigeria as a country is to be governed. So it does not appreciate the diversity of the country. It does not allow what is supposed to be integrating units to grow at their own pace. Rather, everybody is tied to federal allocation. So you're saying that it's a, the constitutional review, which is ongoing across the nation, uh, can't cure the defects of the 99 constitution and is simply a futile exercise? It cannot. 
It cannot. For example, you don't expect the National Assembly to address the question whether we need a bicameral or unilateral or a bicameral or unicameral legislature. That is whether we need a two-chamber parliament or a one-chamber parliament. We don't expect them to pass laws against their interests. So if we are going to have a truly people's constitution, the very basis of our governing system, our institutions of government, our system of government, should be determined by the Nigerian people. We have a country that has 109 senators and 350 members of the House of Representatives. I do not think we, we should have more than one senator per state. I do not believe we should have more, more than one senator per state. But of course, what does it translate to? Over, over blotted cost of governance, the situation of public resources. Look at the billion that is spent to maintain the National Assembly. Why do we have to have ministers from each state of the federation? Look at how the, the recurrent expenditure is growing at the federal and the state. Look at the issue of the question of citizenship. I am from Akron, I reside in Lagos, I cannot run the public office in Lagos, even though I take pass to the Lagos State Government. If I, if I come out to contest, people will be looking at me as some strange person. Why? Because they will say, oh, you are not from here, state of origin. Why can't I contest for public office in Lagos, that I reside, that I do business, if I want to seek a public office? Why do I have to go back to my home state? Whose economy I am not contributing to as much as I contribute to the economy of Lagos. Or even if I contribute more to the economy of my home state, why can't I run public office in a state that I reside? Who is really a citizen of Nigeria? Can we really say Nigerians are citizens in the true sense of the word? You cannot have citizenship without having rights. Because rights is a correlative. So citizenship. But you have to perform that constitution that insurance isn't right. Those rights do not really have force because we have a country today where foreigners are said to be to have invaded the country from Niger, from so on, and they are being protected, they are being shielded by the Nigerian army, by the Nigerian government, by the Kwari regime, despite them going on rampage killing citizens. So you have a country that pretends to be united, a country that is that that is so divided and yet people are pretending about the diversity of the country. Why should a Fulani man from Niger Republic be protected by the Nigerian security architecture against presence by indigenous to Nigeria? You get the point. What I still feel is that there is something fundamentally wrong with the concept of Nigerian citizenship. What how can you refer to me as a citizen? And I walk on the road and the police harasses me. How can you refer to people as, as, as citizens and they are being killed by the police, they are being killed by the army? So you have a situation where the, the document that is supposed to lay the basis for the state or the nation state is faulty. It's fundamentally faulty. There are also other issues, you know, that we expect to be addressed under any serious constitution. We have that one Supreme Court that is just domiciled in Abuja. It has like punched in a report called the Supreme Court of Dead Cases. 
that person standing in the Supreme Court for 30 to 20 years, including land litigation. Why should they land in you know, in a show or for inquiry? Be litigated after the Supreme Court in Abuja. Why can't we have regional Supreme Courts? Why can't we have regional courts of appeal? Why can't we even have state Supreme Courts? In the US that we came to have modeled our constitution for, every state has a Supreme Court. Every state has a court of appeal. The state that has no Supreme Court, California has its own Supreme Court, Arizona has its own Supreme Court. But in Nigeria, even a permanent provide court judges must go through the National Judicial Council. All right. Uh, so, so those so who are like, These are the issues that we have to address. And these issues will not be addressed by a constitutional amendment that is led by people who are selfish, by people who are self-centered, by people who are not very representative of the people. Which brings me to the question of... I know a lot of people. Maybe before I ask that question, I should ask you, some persons have suggested that the 1963 Constitution would be a better alternative. Are you also a part of that school of thought? It's not that you know there. Hmm. Yes, the 1963 Constitution was a federal constitution. As a student of constitutional law, I studied all the constitution. I studied all the constitution from the Clifford Constitution, the, the, the pre-colonial Constitution, the, the colonial constitution, to the independence and post-independent constitution. I know the 1963 constitution to some extent. I recognize the heterogeneous nature of the Nigerian society. I establish a regional system of government. But can you really have a regional system of government today? What will the regions be? You get the point. Things are so. I agree that the 1963 constitution was more coercive, had allowed for regions to develop at their own pace, for the federating units to develop at their own pace. Maybe we can go return to that, but we model it and it takes some changes to bring it in conformity with current reality. The constitution as it is is just unworkable. And all the attempts to amend it, as I have told you, have failed. Right. This assembly is grossly irresponsible. And I speak to you, the Local Act Amendment Bill is still pending before the National Assembly. Yes. We have not even passed it into law. So this is the National Assembly that is not progressive. This is not the National Assembly that is really interested in a radical transformation of the Nigerian society, which is what we need. Again, there are issues that the Constitution has to address. Why do we need this to allow for Sharia in a secular state? The content of the Constitution says the government of the creation and of a state shall not adopt any religion as state religion. But under the same constitution, there is allowance for Sharia, you know, in personal law, for establishment of Sharia cause of appeal. Now I'm even hearing a fairly agitation for introduction of Sharia in the South World. Alright. Let it be a secular constitution. That is a very sensitive uh, light of discourse, uh, but I would like us to stick to uh, the current discussion now. You, you are saying that the current problem that makes up the National Assembly are a bit selfish and would not do anything that would void their own interests. 
So how then can we get the people's constitution if those who should do it, who should make these laws and pass it on our behalf, don't have the best interest of the people at heart? I am hoping that we will have a government that will be willing to address because really, we cannot have a new constitution as it's being advocated for without a legislative framework, without a legal framework. So the only options we have, the only option we have, as you're saying, is hope. It's going to be tokenism. What the parliament will give us is tokenism. Just need your amendment because they are not willing to even as I speak to you, the executive has made their position known. Because the courts have ruled that conditional amendment requires assent. The, the, the conditional amendment view requires the assent of the president. And you have the authority of the federation, the chief law officer of the of the federation going on on national television to say he does not believe in restructuring. That is the position of the president who I account even in the position. So you are telling me that it's going to allow for the things I have mentioned, for fundamental issues about the Nigerian society to be addressed, for issues of resource control to be addressed? I don't think so. So when, and this is the president that refused to even accept the letter House amendment bill. Three times. Before the 2019 election. This is the person whose party promised the structure. But you have come on public record to oppose it. The OPC has, has, has the, the, the OPC as a political party came to power promising the structuring. The separate restructuring committee by the Karimantic government will pass. The report has been thrown into the dustbin of history. So why are we not reading the signs? This conditional amendment process is not a, a means of further enrichment. Yes, they will amend few things, but take it to the bank. The fundamentals will not be addressed. Certainly not under the priority of the team. Maybe we should move a bit from the Constitution because you have already made it clear that we really do not have much to gain from this uh, ongoing review that our options is left with hope. Uh, earlier, I spoke with um, an indigenous of Benue State. I have seen your tweet on um, the people of Benue having to defend themselves now. There is fear that what is ongoing in Bebe may descend to a state of complete anarchy. Can we entirely depend on the president to prefer solutions? Don't you think that maybe the governor of the state needs to find quick solutions if the president is not coming to his aid? No, I, I, I have a problem with the question. When you say may, you know, the statement has made that may descend into complete anarchy. It has already descended into complete anarchy. This decision is called, it's already, chaos has taken over the states. What other, what do we need to see to say that the state of anarchy is in Benway? When you wake up to news that 30 people have been slaughtered, 10 people have been slaughtered, and it's happening almost every day, is that not the state of anarchy? And there is no indication that anybody has been arrested or put on trial. Or there is even an, an effort to arrest the killers. This is state sanction impunity, as far as I'm concerned. This is state sanction murder. You cannot say otherwise. You can't tell me that the entire security architecture in the country, the military structure, the police have been overwhelmed. That they cannot even protect the people of Denver. 
that we have an ethos. Are you saying our ethos cannot carry out areas of, areas of, of, of surveillance? To track this murderous gang, these beasts that are going about slaughtering children? Is that what you are saying? That the sexual service, if they want to look at this matter, cannot gather intelligence? The government knows who the killers are, they are protecting them. And I said that without apology. Uh, does that, does that, are you also uh, referring to the state government here? I'm talking about the federal government. The government does not control the police. He has very limited powers over the police. The commission is on 200. only says he can give direction to the commissioner of police. But that same constitution, which is part of the problem with the so-called amendment, requires the city, give the city the discretion to defer the direction of the government to the secretary of police for approval. The president is the commander in chief. That is what the Sonoma of the Constitution says. They shall be a president and commander in chief. So the president is the one that is responsible. Nobody in Nigeria will tell me that the federal government has no hand in what is going on in Delhi. Nobody. How can this killing be going on Delhi? And, 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 and you know what's about this country that nothing. We don't want to say nothing about me. The country is going on. Nobody even bothers about the death. And these are people that we said are citizens. What is citizenship? The constitution of the Constitution of the Shanti Paragraphy says the proper responsibility, the proper duty of the government shall be security. Security shall be the primary purpose of government. See, if people are not being secure, have the government not failed? The government has failed. That is why in my tweet on Twitter I said, look, that section 32 of the condition guarantees the right to self-defense. And that is why I am saying that Gobnoto, beyond talking, beyond complaining, yes. should mobilize the people of his people. Hold meeting with community leaders. Start, I don't know why government does not have a security outfit till now. If someone can have a Gobnoto, why can't the, the government have an assembly and the governor come together? and put in place a law to take a vigilante in the state. Go to the IG and apply for arms. And then across all the local government areas. Let it be that you have applied and they refuse to give you license for them to be armed. So that the world will now know officially that the Nigerian state is sponsoring genocide in Congress. So the Nigerian state is behind the ethnic cleansing. If you are saying that you don't need armed vigilante, why have you not used police and the military to protect them? You cannot have it Congress. It's not that you safeguard people or if they safeguard themselves. The work of their God, they want to pay with this arm they use in the name of the so-called disarmament, which as we have now seen was a deliberate attempt to allow the behaviors, the murderers to invade and kill people. And the people are saying farmer hater conflict. This is not farmer hater conflict. That's what is going on in the state is ethnic cleansing. Well, I think we can uh, wrap it up there, Barista Liber. But one thing, uh, how strongly do you believe that Nigeria's current challenges can be resolved? It's not going to be resolved on that way. I think we have to come That is the reality that all of us must accept. Anybody who expects Gwari to resolve the security challenges in the country is living in a wonderland. <laughs> because 
the man has not hidden his position. Some Nigerians are the ones pretending for him. As far as I'm concerned, the situation is hopeless. If the only hope we have is on God, anybody who is depending on Brian to protect him, they will die one after the other. And yeah. I, I'm not apologetic because you can not be cautious with the use of words. Please. No, what I'm saying is that people are being killed every day. What are we cautious about? Look at the South East. These killings shouldn't be happening. We are talking about human lives. People are being killed in dozens every day. I am tired of waking up in the country to read newspapers about people being smarter across the country. What is the purpose of having a commander in chief and a president if he cannot protect lives? We keep calling on the president. Are you not tired of calling on the president to protect Nigerians? Because me, I am tired. Thank you very much, Barrister Liber Efiunga. You have echoed your thoughts. Uh, and we can but sincerely appreciate you for your time and for spilling out that vote. Thank you very much, Barrister Liber Efiunga. Thank you. Thank you.